Praise God. Hallelujah. I have a message for young people, even for the elderly people, because we never old, we become mature. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. We become mature. We come with the wisdom. We teach young people how to live. Amen. So if you're writing down on your diary or on your phone, I want you to write in down 8 March 2020. ICC Church, Pastor Tony said, to have a great successful life. Everyone who believes in Jesus should have a successful life. Amen. Amen. Do not be afraid to give to God when you receive it from you, whatever belongs to God. Hallelujah. So that's what you can write in there. If you have your phone, please put it in silence. Because I have a great message that I want you to receive this morning. Amen. I want you to receive this morning. I want you not miss out. If you have your Bible, can you stand with me and lift your Bible into your hands? If you have a Bible. You have a Bible? Oh, look at this. You've got a Bible too. Can you stand with me and just say, thank you, God? Huh? We're just sitting there. Aren't we? I've been sitting for a little while. <laughs> All right. If you lift your Bible and you say, I am a blessing. Because I belong to Jesus. I receive every blessing. That you have it for me. I thank you, Jesus. That you bless me. In Jesus' name, everybody said amen. amen. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. So we want to talk about the blessing this morning. Bless is the most beautiful things that we wanted to have. Amen. We wanted to be blessed. We wanted to live a successful life. We wanted to have a, a great business life. We want to be the head of the world and not the tile. Can I hear amen? amen? But the only way to be the head of the world, to be the head and not the tile, we needed to put Jesus into the center of our heart. Amen. Glory be to God. If I'm going to read it the, from John chapter 6 uh, until verse 8. My Bible, I'll go on to verse 12. After this thing, Jesus went over into the Sea of Galilee, which is the Sea of Eterid. Then the great multitude of people followed him because there was sign of a miracle doing. Then Jesus went up to the mountain, and they saw his disciple. Now, the pastor the Passover for the Jewish people was near. Then Jesus lifted up his eyes and saw a great multitude of people. When he saw these people come, he asked the disciple of Philip and said, Do we have any bread to give it to these people to eat? But they said to test him. And Philip answered and said, 200 in arrow, there will be not enough to give any small piece of bread 
But there's all of this multitude of people. Another disciple, Andrew, Simone, Peter, brothers, said to him, There is here two, five pieces of bread and two little fish, but there will be not enough for, not even for one to even test of the multitude of these people. Then Jesus said, make the people to sit in there. Now there was much grass on the place. I saw the men sitting there by number, and they, they estimate approximately 5,000 men. And Jesus took the loaf of the bread and gave it thanks, and they give it to the disciple. And the disciple distributed to everyone, and everyone eating with abundance. Do you hear men? We see a story that touches our heart. Everyone that we see here, 5,000 men, plus the women and children, 5,000 men, plus the women and children, there is a great multitude of people can we estimate approximately 15, 20,000 people they seated on the grass and waited for the great miracle to come. Now, five pieces of bread and two fish. One of the disciples come to Jesus and said, Jesus, do not you know that this is, is a dessert? Place. There is no shop, there is nothing to buy here. Just listen to my message because it is good for you to remember. Amen. There is no shop, no place they can buy anything here. Another disciple come to Jesus and said, We cannot feed the 5,000 men and women and children. Is something impossible to do. That's the way the world sees. That's the way the people think that this situation today is very difficult. Another disciple comes and says to Jesus, Jesus, is it too late to have a supper, to eat something? Let's try to say goodbye to everybody. They can go to their own village and they buy themselves meals to eat. Another disciple come and said to Jesus, it is taken to a hundred denarii to give a smaller part of this to everyone, even to touch, to, to have a little piece of bread. You know, when you're talking about 200 denarii, what we're talking about today, we're talking about today $20,000, even to buy a smaller piece of bread. Another disciple come and said, the best solution is to just decide to the people to go. To the village, they will be finding something by themselves. All of the disciples, instead of trying to obedient to Jesus, they try to have excuses, they try to bring a solution of the impossible thing to do. Hello? They even tried to listen to Jesus, what Jesus was saying. 
they try to bring a solution how to send these people away because they are already light on the night. They never been eaten for the rest of the day. But Jesus is becoming really annoyed with the, with the disciples. Listen carefully. They come really annoyed with the disciples because Jesus so wanted to show them that the miracle is come from the heaven. The supplier is the heaven. The supplier is not just the two, the two small fish and five pieces of bread. The supplier will come from the heaven. Because when you give to God something, he will supply in abundance to your life and to give it for thousands and thousands of people who come after you. Amen. Amen. Glory be to God. So, but Jesus became very annoying at the moment. He looked at the disciples and he gave a command and said to them to, to feed the people. He said, let the people to sit on the grass and you will feed them. Jesus gave the command and no one can say no. Amen. When Jesus is speaking, we needed to listen to him. The greatest successful life of the apostle, the scripture telling us that is God's will for you to have it successful in your life. Our God is a, is a necessary that we believe that he can supply everything we need into your life. The Bible said in John 15, 7, if you if you are bidding to me and my work abides in you, you shall ask whatever you will, and they will be doing for you. You shall ask whatever you need, and they will be doing for you. And if you look at another verse of the Bible in 2 Corinthians 9, 6 and 8, they're telling us that the way we give or the way we sow, that's the way we reap. Amen. I grew up as a little boy in the farm with my father when he was put, a, you know, seated on the ground. He usually put abundance because he knew that the bird will eat, the other animal will eat, but there will be left so much for us. When you soar abundant on the ground, the ground that will give you multiply it into your life. That is important that we believe in what God has said. It is God's will for your life that you will have a blessed life. Jesus went to all of the disciples to be men of a vision. God wants all the disciples to be Men of a vision. When he talk about disciples, he talk about the fall of Jesus. Amen. We talk about who believe in Jesus. He wants you and I to have a vision. We can see the successful life. If you want to have a blessed life, you need to have a Jesus on the center of your life. Amen. Amen. Jesus commanded the disciples to feed all the people. They not realize at that moment that he will be providing all the meals by miracle. If the disciple at that moment, you know, let me, let me just wait here a second. I'm telling you, the disciple walking day by day with Jesus, they see the great miracle. Even before they're passing through the, to the, the, 
the, the, the, the Sea of Galilee, even before they get to the mount, where the people hear the news and come to see Jesus. The disciples saw a lot of the miracle happening. But now at the moment, they cannot see what the God can do to feed these people because they are on the wilderness. There is no meal there. And there's a children, there's a woman, and men, they've been waiting for him, all of that. The disciples, they don't see with their own eyes because at that moment, they don't think what God can do. We are similar thing. When the problem comes, we just start to say, oh, I can't do anymore. I can't do anymore. I cannot pay my bill. I cannot pay my mortgage. I cannot, you know, I lost my job. We see that impossibility what God can do into our life. Hello? So we needed to see the possible, the possibility what God can do into our life. That nor realize that God will supply to all of these multitude of people by miracles. When God is commanding us to do something which is impossible for us to do or for us to reply, we needed to trust Him. We needed to believe in Him. We needed to have that, that the mentality of faith that God can do it with, nobody else can do it. We needed to have that mentality in our life. As a young people, we needed to understand that God gave us the wisdom or the ability to have a wisdom into our life for the best of our life. We needed to realize what the Psalmite one said, open your mouth and I will fill your mouth. The Bible said, the Bible, you know, the Psalmist said, open your mouth wide. Or, or higher, and I will fill your mouth. You know what they're talking about here? That if we open our mouth, if we open our house, if we open our life to God, He will be. Is my phone? Put my phone in silent. Hallelujah. They sound like my phone. If it was my phone, my, I have a problem with my wife because she switched your phone off. Amen. God wants you to open your mouth wide with the great expectation and believe that you will receive something from Him. Hello? You know, I, I, you, don't, you don't look at me very serious this morning because I don't tell you the story. But if you want to hear the nicest story, the true story, you've got to come next week. Amen. Glory be to God. So you must have a great desire for to completion your vision, to have your vision that you open your mouth and God will fill it up your vision that you have. Step number one, God wants you to make any successful life. Can I hear amen? God wants you to make it a successful life. Well, sometimes we have people who say, you know, my visa spy. I don't know what to do. You know, my Eva left to go back home. Don't just think that your visa spy, but just think that your visa is renewed. Amen. Amen. That your visa come to pass. And I saw all of this. We pray every Wednesday night for visa. And that happened all the time. Amen. Amen. We pray for Jerry, for his beautiful wife to come, and then just a few months later, she was here. Amen. Amen. 
So it's no problem when you trust in God. Step one, you need to make it the successful day is already for you in your life. And also, you need to wait with the, with the expectation that the victory is on your way. Amen. That the victory is in your way. So, the first step for successful life is to motivate toward the successful that you have a desire to work for. You know, you're, not, you, you're not expecting success in your life if you want to sleep until the 1 o'clock in the morning or 1 o'clock in the afternoon on the bed. You need to get up in the morning to do something. Amen. Some of the young people that love it, you watch a movie on the night and stay on the bed in the morning. So, you know, I, my father told me on the early morning we're making a die. Amen. So, five o'clock in the morning, he was ready to say, come on, let's get up. But that was very hard to do that. But that was making the day. Amen. Because the day was making on the morning. So, what I'm talking about here, I'm talking about that we needed to make in our life to to have that compassion that we are expecting for a blessing to our life and we need to work hard. Amen. You know, God wants us to walk into doing things for our life. Whatever is your job is going to be. God wants you to work in, uh, uh, to have a vision for that particular job that you're doing for your life or for your family. Step number two, do you not give up by saying that it's impossible? Hello? Do not give up to say it's impossible. I hear a lot of people, they say it's impossible to this to be happening. That it is not God's will. Amen. It is not a God's will. Because when Jesus commanded us, he is commanding only which is possible we can do it. God has never commanded you if it's something you cannot do, you know. I hear a lot of people say, you know, Pastor, the devil is making me do it. I hear a lot of the time. The devil is making me do that. Let me tell you something. The devil is only doing what you permit him to do. Because you can say to the devil behind me something. Amen. So it's important. There's a lot of people on my ministry, I find it every day, where they, this is happening because the devil is making me doing that. Of course, the devil who love it to make him do that because he's the devil to destroy your life, to destroy your marriage, to destroy your business, to destroy your life. But let me tell you something: when the devil has a power, only what you permit him to do, you can stop him to do it. You gotta recognize that you are the child of the living God, and that He will stop the devil to go behind that. Let me bring you to attention: what the devil did to Job. The devil did the job, but they really destroyed his life. But what Job said to the devil, my redeemer leave. Stay away from me, devil. My redeemer leave. So never give up. Never give up. Because Jesus will not give you the impossibility that you cannot do. We will never ask you to do something that you cannot do. Jesus will never ask you to do something you could not do it. Do not try to start with the big things. Hello? Start with the five pieces of bread and two fish. Let me ask you something. 
Don't start with something you could not do. Amen. You know, some of the young people from university, they think, oh, I'm a doctor now. I can start this big thing. Let me tell you something. It's in the pipe who not start anything. It's your ability and your presence with God. Start with the smaller thing that God will bring the things higher. Amen. When I started here, I don't start with 100 people. Amen. I started with the very difficult thing. Do not try to start with the big thing. I'm not talking to the older people. I'm, talk, I'm talking to the young one. Don't start with the big thing. Start whatever you have in your hands. Amen. Whatever the ability you have in your hands. Whatever, whatever university teaches you to do, start with the little thing. Because that little thing is bringing success. Amen. And when you have a great success, don't forget Pastor Tony. Amen. <laughs> don't forget Pastor Tony. Because he'll teach you how to do that. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Now, the trouble with the little young people today is because soon they become graduate, they become, you know, with a bigger degree in the hands, they want to do a bigger thing. They want to go to John Hunter Hospital and they want to be the head and not the top, you know. <laughs> they want to be straight away, the top. I want to be the president of the, of the hospital. Let me tell you, to become the president of the hospital, you've got to go through a lot of things. But you will get there if you trust Jesus. You will get there. If you go for a, for, for a company who build this big building, you don't expect the first day you get the job, you'll be the president of the job, the company. Don't expect that. Start with the little thing. Hello? So God will take you step by step into the higher position. Amen? So trust Jesus because he'll give you the ability to go through. So when you have a degree on university, don't just say, whoa, that's what I am now. You know, just be gentle and start with the little thing. Jesus tell the disciples to start with five pieces of bread and two fish. Jesus told the disciples to start with five pieces of bread and two fish. You know, the Bible said two little fish, not a big fish. There was not a giant fish. It's two little fish. Now, think for a moment how many people was lying on the grass. There was 5,000 men. They say the Bible said that. We don't know if it was 5,000 women, but possibility there probably was more because at that time, one man usually have more than one wife. And it's true, or not? If you're talking to the African people, they'll tell you that. So that is, there is a possibility there was more women than men and a lot of children. So there was a number of people. We could not really estimate how many people was there. But Jesus told the disciples to start with the five pieces of bread and two fish. Jesus asked the disciples to feed the, the multitude of people with the five pieces of bread and two fish. He asked them to start with the little things they have. And those things will be feeding everybody. Because when Jesus blessed the multitude, he become the, the difficult for you to do it. But it's not difficult for Jesus. 
That was not difficult for Jesus. When the disciples said to Jesus, we have five pieces of bread and two fish. And just Jesus said, give it to me. What Jesus done, he got these five bread and two fish into the hands and said to the disciples, distribute it to the people. And the bread is never stop until it gets to the end. That everyone will be full and feed it very well. That's not an issue here. Do not be afraid to start with the little thing. Use what you have and not worry about what can be happening. If you start to use the things you have in your hands for the glory of God and you're giving to God to use it, Jesus will be blessed. And when He blesses, He will multiply into your life. He will multiply into your life. Whatever you ask in Jesus' name, they will be granted for you. You cannot change the world without a God. But you can change the world if this God is in your life. Coronavirus, you know, paralyzed the whole world. Paralyzed the whole world. Let me tell you something. Coronavirus has no power over your life or over your family. It has no power. Because in Jesus' name, you can claim. You can claim the victory in, your, in Jesus' name. Let me tell you, when the people of God was in Egypt and the dead is come to kill the people, there was the blood of Jesus on the architrave of the door. And when the disease come, they will pass over. Don't touch the people of God. That Jesus can do this with you and with me today. If you belong to him, the coronavirus, they will not touch you or your family because you are anointed with the blood of Jesus. You will be anointed with the blood of Jesus. If the blood of Jesus anointed you, no one can touch you. Jesus will climb and will calm the storm of the disease of this world. We need to have that vision that we belong to God, not belong to the rest of the world. You know, they hate. In Italy, they paralyzed the whole world. I have some contact with some pastor. They cannot open the church Sunday morning. The church is shut there. Not the Catholic church, not the Pentecostal church, not any church, not any public place, no school. Everything is dead. And you could not shake people's hands. You know, in Italy, the men, they kiss each other when they go to God, when they go to the church. They could not do that because the government gave an order. You, know, you only do this with your hands and don't touch people's life. To stop this pretty thing. But one of the pastors said, we are anointed with the blood of Jesus. And not touch anyone from the church. Amen. Don't touch anyone from the church. The third thing, the third step in your life, to receive the blessing. Amen. Receive the blessing. Those things which you early have, you, ne- you need to receive it. The right attitude for you. You must receive the blessing of the Lord. But whatever you use for the glory of God, God will be working to your life and He will be multiplied to you. But whatever God gives you blessing, you've got to use it for the glory of God. Amen.
Now, whatever position oh, God gives you to your degree, you got to use it for the glory of God. Amen. You need to let the world that you belong to God. Amen. Don't be shy for the gospel of Jesus Christ when you come somewhere at university or when you come somewhere at the hospital or when you come somewhere in the position. Of, don't be shy by the gospel of Jesus Christ. But uh, demonstrate that you belong to Jesus. Use it for the glory of God because of the glory of God will multiply the blessing to your life. Whatever you use for the glory of God and you're working for His glory, you will bring success into your life and to your family and to generations to come. And to generations to come. But you needed to put God first in your life. Five pieces of bread and two fish. They give in the hands of Jesus. They not only feed the multitude of the people. Not only feed the multitude of people. Listen carefully. Not only feed the probably 20,000 people. Not only feed that. But when everybody was feeding... Jesus gave a command to the apostles to collect all of the speech, whatever left behind. Remember that the apostle has only five pieces of bread and two fish. But the Bible said, on the end everybody eat, at the end everybody satisfied, they collected to half a basket. There is a great blessing to the life. There is a great blessing. But my question is, why Jesus asked the disciple to collect the speech, to collect whatever left behind? Why? You are God who supply all of this. Why are you telling the disciple to collect all of the speech they are on the ground? And I, I would say, Jesus, well, why? I couldn't understand that. And the Holy Spirit said to me, Whatever God gives you blessing, you're not wasting God's blessing. You're not wasting God's blessing. This speech that was left on the ground was a God's blessing. And Jesus commanded to collect in everything. And the Bible telling us that 12 big baskets was left over for the apostle to take it with them. To supply and to have more blessing to the life of them. So you never waste what God given to you. Because if you waste whatever the Lord given to you, not belong after you will cry. Don't waste God's blessing to your life. Amen. If God give you a new house, use it for the glory of God. Don't waste it to bless God with your new house. If God give you a new car, don't waste it to use it for the glory of God. Amen. If God give you a new position, don't waste it to use it for the glory of God. Because if you're wasting to use it for the glory of God, you will cry very soon. Twelve basket was filled. What a great blessing. They only have a two fish and five pieces of bread. What a great bless. What a great bless. Twelve basket. But you know what they mean? They mean a great multitude of meals was left behind. Because God is a God of abundance. 
So the, let's, let's look in here for the moment. The apostle giving to Jesus five pieces of bread and two fish. Whatever the leftover, they cannot carry by themselves because there was a full basket. So every apostle was with Jesus. The 12th basket represented everyone who was there. And they received everyone equal blessing because they're not wasting what God gave to them. So whatever you're giving to God, God will multiply into your life. Remember that Jesus will be blessing the multitude and the apostles. They bless them in a great blessing. Don't be afraid to start with the little things in your life. Because when God got it on the hands, he will multiply. Before the disciples enjoy the great blessing, they got to give you what they have. Listen careful. Before they receive you a full basket of blessing, they got to give it to Jesus what they have. The Bible said they only have five bread and two fish. They give it to Jesus. Amen. So they don't keep anything for themselves. You know, they don't say, Lord, we have only four and one fish. They don't say that. We have five pieces of bread and two fish. They give it completely to Jesus. And Jesus was blessed. He got it on his hands and said, multiply. And said, pray and distribute it. You know, I can imagine for the four hours and hours of supply. That the supply they left it behind it. It was much, much more than what they gave it to Jesus. Amen. So Jesus will be supplied a blessing that you cannot contain in your house when you give it to him what is belonging to him. God show the disciple and show us abundant blessing. When you are obedient to God and give and trust to him the miracle will flow into your life. The miracle will flow into your life. The Bible said that they all multiply. They all eat well. And God is giving to them in abundance. You know, they don't left the place with the empty stomach. They went full and they took it wherever they want. They took it wherever they want. Whatever they can carry. Not only that, they took it wherever they want. Whatever left it behind, the apostle being commanded by Jesus to collect. And there was a 12 basket. My question is, why Jesus commanded the apostle to collect? Well, when Jesus said, well, the bread is gone to the basket. Jesus can do that. So he multiplied the blessing. Why Jesus not use the finger and put the old things on the basket? Why he don't do that? The reason why Jesus don't do that because he wants you to do what you can do. Amen. To collect the speech, to collect the restaurant was not a Jesus job. It was a disciple job. Amen. There was a disciple job. And disciple needed to obedient to God. Amen. They needed to obedient to Jesus. Only that, when you're obedient to Jesus, the miracle happens to your life. Amen. So surprisingly, why Jesus tell the disciple, collect all the speech? Why Jesus? He could not do it by himself. 
Step five. You should never waste what God is giving to you. You should never waste what God is giving to you. If God gives you a beautiful wife, love her, respect her for the rest of your life. If God gives you a beautiful job, respect it for the rest of your life. Whatever God gives you, He wants you to respect. Respect is more, very, very important. Don't waste what God blesses you with you. When Jesus commanded you to gather all this crap, something happened at that moment. The apostle left him working hard. Remember, everybody already left the place. Everyone already take whatever they want. Because Jesus don't put a limit. Jesus is continually to supply from the heaven. They more come to Jesus, they more taking, they more taking, they more taking. When everybody left the place, we can think it was light on the night, and everybody was tired. The disciple was very tired. They remember that the twelve men they distributing a bread and fish into the people to eat for the multitude of people. They were tired. They're really tired. But God said, collect the speech. And the disciple got to work hard to collect the speech, to put it on a basket. Because God's blessing is not wasted. God's blessing is not wasted. If we waste God's bless, we will cry very soon. You should never, ever waste the things that God has given to you. I want to conclude into this morning. Jesus and the disciple have a great success because they are obedient to Jesus. We want to have a great success in our life. We want to do that. Let's stand before the presence of the Lord.